Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash. Hope you're all enjoying the summer and managed to get somewhat of a break. And you don't need me to tell you, but we are now well into August, which means two things. One, the season is just around the corner. And number two, as always, our draft. And I'm sure your drafts too are coming up very soon. Which is why we'll talk more in the coming weeks about draft strategies and even specific players that we like the look of. If you're new here, please do give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening to us from. Uh, And if you like what you're listening to, better still, give us a five stars written review. It literally takes no more than about 20 seconds. Right, that'll do from just me. We better bring on the Toms. Here we are. Evening, gents. Um, Scully, it's been a while. Uh, you, you missed the last one due to due to holidays and whatnot. So, uh, well, I suppose two parts, really. How was the holiday? And I'm going to guess that pre-holiday, you probably ran a 40-yard dash in seven seconds. Post-holiday, got to be a good nine seconds, all-inclusive. Seven minutes. <laughs> no. Good, good holiday. Good time. Good... Uh... Good couple of weeks off from work as well. I think in hindsight, I probably should have gone to Brussels on my friend Stag do before the family all-inclusive holiday to actually recover. It wasn't the best idea getting in at 11.30 on Sunday evening to um, then wake up early on Monday morning to the hordes of emails that I'd had over the last two weeks. That wasn't fun at all, but um, it was good to have a bit of time off with the family and then just spend some time with my friends having a bit of fun. Uh, but good to be back. Good to be back with you too. Good. Yeah, good to have you back. An hour an hour away from uh, from all of that. Um, and Charlie, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm expecting some decent content, well, from both of you really, now that Chef United are, are incredibly shit, um, that all your efforts and all your energy will be into the NFL season. Sorry, what team are you talking about there? I've... Uh... I've erased that team from my memory. No long, just just uh, eradicating any love for Sheffield United this year. We'll uh, I'll, I'll pick it back up next year when we're back down in Championship. Yeah, I bet. maybe maybe pour all that love, pour all those efforts into into the Steelers. Um, cool. Okay, so let's let's start off this week's episode then by um by talking about what we do uh, pre-draft. So, Charlie, I will come to you, back to you first. Um, so, pre-draft, um, just to get yourself ready for draft, which for us is about three weeks away now, um, what do you do? Any sort of strategies or any sort of uh, homework, I suppose, beforehand? A lot of mock drafting, um, but it, it's very time-consuming because it's really frustrating. People will wait right until the draft starts and then they'll drop out and you end up sort of down to eight players and then some of it's automated and it, it just takes it away a little bit because it's very unrealistic that, that every player gets picked based on their ADP. So uh, I do try and dra- uh, mock draft a lot so I can see who's likely to fall to me, so who I've got my eye on, who I have to reach for if I want. Um, yeah, that's that's the main thing. And then just listening to other podcasts uh, is is a big one. Uh, I've I've picked up a new one this year that I've been listening to that I'm not going to tell you two about. <laughs> um, but just the 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 latest episodes I've been listening to is is ranking wide receivers, um, running backs, 
based on what they can do rather than on their ADP. So like one of the players they were t- I was listening to about today was James Connor, and he was ranked higher than uh, Travis Etienne and uh, Kenneth Walker, even though Etienne and Walker are going higher in drafts. Um, and just talking about the upside and and the ceiling really for for players that m- might not necessarily go in the order they do. So interesting listening, but yeah, just just making more of a mental note than anything else. I think if I if I wrote stuff down and and like I, I saw people doing the first year that we did this, it'd scramble my brain. I'd get too too focused on that, and if my draft wasn't going to plan, I'd probably end up panic picking and. Um, yeah, so I, I try and just keep an open mind. I'm not set on certain players in in uh, certain rounds. Just the best player available to me um, in the positions that I want to fill in in whatever rounds I'm at. Yeah, they are both good suggestions, really. I've not done too many mock drafts just yet, but that's definitely something I do want to do in the next few weeks. Um, podcast, I think, is a great one too. I guess you'll often get conflicting ideas with on whoever's on, and I guess you could you could say arguably that we have conflicting uh, opinions just between the three of us. Um, but yeah, and and I think some of those podcasts are obviously filled with experts who are in leagues with other experts, so there might be twelve of them that really know the stuff. So if they're suggesting someone should wait until the fourth, fifth, eighth round, whatever it might be, then then all all well and good until you've got some knobhead who picks up Brees all in the second round. And then, uh, and then some of these thoughts and predictions just maybe fly out the window. But, uh, but good, 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 good couple of tips there to start us off with. Um, Scully, what about you? So last year I did a lot of what Tom's just mentioned. Really, really similar. A lot of mock drafts, trying to put myself at the position that I was drafting at, see what people have come to me etc to have a bit of an idea what my team could look like but same issues of what Tom's just said you a lot of it's automated a lot of people have a, a very different so they're not necessarily going to pick what people in our draft are going to pick um, everybody has different opinions so it didn't really add much value I don't think when it came to actually drafting and then similar a lot of social media a lot of podcast a lot of just keeping up to date with what's what's going on um last year i think i was watching a lot of youtube as well of so-called experts to see what, where their draft rankings were these people that you, uh, that people are sleeping on all this kind of stuff and and again it was just utter utter crap i think in in the end everybody talks about different stuff so I'm just trying to keep it quite simple this year. I'm going to go in with a strategy, and I'll, I'll tell you guys I'm not not going to hide it because it's it's really basic and it's not going to give you anything away. But what I've decided this year is to stick an order of the positions that I want to take at what what round of the draft, and stick to that, and then just put people that I like in my queue. Um, so I'll probably go through all the quarterbacks and just rank them, I don't know, top 10 quarterbacks. And whenever I'm going to take a quarterback, the one that's at the top of the list that, that falls to me when, I, when I'm going to pick a quarterback in that round, I'll take that one. Uh, the same with running backs, the same with wide receivers and, and the other positions. And just see who falls to me and just try to stick with the players that I like 
and stick to the positions that I want to take at that um, at that at that ranking. And with that, I'll probably keep it pretty safe in terms of where I'll, I'll be taking skill positions, etc. But um, I just want to keep it quite light, really. What round are you taking quarterbacks then? I said I'll give you some information. I'm not going <laughs> to not going to tell you in detail. <laughs> DJ's there round two. He's, he's getting snapped up. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I think you can. I guess you can overthink it, and that and that's I guess part of the problem. I guess if you maybe are dead set on taking a certain position round one or a different position round two, but then as it works out that someone else has, has kind of jumped the gun and it starts kind of a domino effect that round before on quarterbacks or someone you're waiting for, you might just have to be flexible with some of those some of those strategies. Um, the, the the only different thing that I'd probably add that I've been thinking slightly different this year is is when you see the headline. So you see the headline of Kamara's been banned for three games or Josh Jacobs is holding out or he's the latest one. Jonathan Taylor's kind of been, been sent away from training camp. That rather than reading that name of the player, so thinking Alvin Kamara banned for three games, okay, well, let's think about where I might want to draft him. It just is always an opposite, I guess. So if Alvin, Alvin Kamara's banned for three games... Jamal Williams is probably playing and starting three games. I know they've got a bit of a backfield, but the same for Josh Jacobs. If he does hold out, well, who who then who's a good sleeper? And if people, if other people in the league aren't thinking about that backup or thinking about what else might be going off, then that could be someone that you pick up, whether it's in the late late round or you pick them up maybe a round higher than others might be willing to pick them, but you know that they're going to play. Um, same for injuries, same if there's a bit of a, a quarterback room that someone else gets suspended or another injury or there's another holdout for any contract or anything like that. So I think it's just whenever you see that that initial player on the headline for any concerns, think about who else is replacing them. Um, or, or vice versa, really. Again, if someone signs for a new team, then then who does that bump down the rankings? Um, so yeah, thinking about something outside of just that initial player. Okay, so for this next section, uh, I'm going to call it Givers and Receivers. So we're going to talk about receivers for this season, which um, which makes you two the uh, the givers. Um, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But, um, but there you go. That's what I've decided. That's what we're going with. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll leave that pun for I'll anyone else to, to make. <laughs> um, but Scully, your speciality really. Uh, so last year's rookies, which is obviously the second year receivers this year, so I'm going to leave two out of this list intentionally, but out of this list, um, who do you like the look of uh, for this season and, and potentially even drafting? So we've got Drake London, Alave, Christian Watson, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, Sky Moore, and Jahan Dotson. So out of all those, I guess they had mixed mixed seasons last season, but um, out of those, any that you like the look of again this season? Alave again out of them that'd be the one that I'd uh, be looking to pick his quarterback situations probably drastically improved from uh, from last year as well when I mean Andy Dalton um so yeah I'd I'd be looking to to pick him up quite high I think definitely he's the one for me out of that list yeah the others seem to be playing with um Almost all new quarterbacks, apart from Traylon Burks, which uh, again maybe a Tannehill to start the season, 
uh, questionable. Drake London, I think definitely all the signs are pointing towards a big season from him, albeit with either Ridder or at Heine- with Heineke at quarterback. Um, potentially Pickens, maybe. Uh, and then Sky Moore, obviously working with Patrick Mahomes. But I, I, I don't know, I guess it'd be difficult to call any sort of Chiefs receiver that's not previously named Tyreek Hill uh, or obviously Kelsey. Um, so, Charlie, so two receivers that I left out off that list, one being Garrett Wilson, because he was head and shoulders above the others, uh, and I suspect he will be again this season. But the other one, uh, Jameson Williams of the Lions. So, uh, he, he's had his troubles, uh, I guess, coming off the back of an injury, only played a, a couple of games last season, but was electric when he was. And then, I believe he's suspended for six games this season. So, so again, he's not going to start. He's not going to get you any points in the first six games. But is he someone that you that you like the look of either drafting or even down the line, hoping that someone leaves him? If I was to draft him, it would it would be very late on, and only if he was sort of left to me in the the nothing rounds. Uh, I think Amon Ra is the workhorse there, and in a, in our obviously we have full point PPR. Um, his receptions are just like unbelievable. Uh, he, he is just a workhorse. So I, I can see him doing the same. And I think Williams potentially is going to come in and just be that highlight player, a little bit like Pickens was last season for us. Watch the red zone. If he's in the game, they're, they're the touchdowns you're going to see. But I don't see him picking up big points. He might have a big week. Uh, but I would imagine the majority is going to be it's going to be a bit of a boom or bust type character, um, and I, I want a bit more solidity, a bit more certainty that people are going to get the ball and, and score you um, a, a benchmark every week, and not be hoping for that boom week over your bust. Um, so only if he if he falls late on and. Uh, I'm picking up players just sort of to fill a spot, really. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up landing. Then, um, uh, like I say, if he gets picked up at all, I think I'm not sure where the automated um, rankings show. I know, kind of when it gets to the back end of the rounds, we're often relying on those a lot of the time, depending on the the research that we've done. So, see if he shows up and see if it's worth it for those for those money weeks. Um, that gambling, um, that gambling ban, though, I think's completely done him. So. I'd have been more taking him quite quite early on, I think, or, or mid round, or definitely as my wide receiver, potentially two or or three. But those six games and him not playing that much last year, and I know, like you said, he was good when he came in, but those six games, I think, have killed him for fantasy value. And I think it's a shame, it's a shame. because it it would have been a a good pick. And I think he's someone that really complements what sent Brown gives um to a team so it is it is a shame for him obviously but for for the lions but but for fantasy value as well because he's suspended as well he'd have to sit on your roster he can't go into your uh ir can he so he's just got to sit there he's not someone that you can sort of bank for later when he does return he's just going to be taking up a spot for that first six weeks and when people are chopping and changing i think it's too much of a a risk to keep for potentially not a great return when he does come back. Yeah, they look a good offense uh, and, and vastly improved 
uh, I think towards the back end of last season when Goff actually started playing quite well. But um, but yeah, that is that is a long six weeks to to not have anyone. Uh, and by then, I guess your, your season not quite over, but um, but you could be well behind if you're just kind of st- stashing him just in case he comes good later on. Um, but sticking with the NFC and moving over to the NFC West. So they've got three very good receivers now in the Seahawks. Um, Jackson, Smith and Jigba, um, the rookie. They've got uh, obviously Tyler Lockett back again and DK Metcalf back again. Uh, so Scully, over to you really. Where do you rank those three uh, and in what order? So for me, DK is your, your number one. I've still got probably Lockett as your number two. And then um and Jigba is that, that slot receiver. So I think they're gonna be they got they they touted to be very good, obviously. Um the the quarterback had a had a really good season last year that nobody expected. Uh, I know Lockett had a had a better season than some of us on this call expected to have as well. But they are they are very good. It's a very dynamic trio. Uh, they touted to be to be very good, but I don't watch college football. I don't know much about this this in Jigba other than other than the the potential that he's meant to have. So um, so let's see. But excited by it, I'd say. There's been a lot of talk about uh, in Jigba, aren't there? and a lot of hype around what he's been doing in training camp, and uh, I think his and Tyler Lockett's ADP have been sort of swapping around. Um, Tyler Lockett seems to be the one that's taking a hit. DK seems to be keeping strong. I think people are taking a similar um, thought as you are, Scully, that DK is the, the clear number one and uh, Lockett may take a bit of a hit. I, personally, I think all three can, he can support all three. Uh, I, I'd be happy to take any of them. Um, I think and Jigba's potentially got that firework play in him. Um none of them are going to be, like I was saying about Amon Ra before, that uh, moving the chains type players. I think that it's going to be shared between all three. But I, I do think I'd be, ha- I'd be happy to have any any of them on my on my roster this year. Yeah, and for me, I, I like to look at Tyler Lockett and, and I don't necessarily think he's the best. I think DK Metcalf, like, we, like you both just said, really, he's the one getting all the attention. He's the one that'll probably drafted fourth round maybe um whereas you lock it he's had what he's had four seasons of a thousand yards i think they're all going to finish with similar points but you could potentially get lock it eighth ninth round maybe um so i guess for for similar value in the end um he's one that you could sneakily pick up late on uh potentially uh, but but all three of them, I think it'd be interesting to see the Seahawks offense with all three of them on the field for sure. We can't forget the running game as well that they've got. I mean, I was so impressed with Kenneth Walker last year. I think he's brilliant. I know they've drafted somebody else as well, and again, he's, I, I don't know who that guy is or, or what he really brings or if who's going to be the the lead back. But if he's any good, and then you've got Kenneth Walker as well, they're they're going to be electric to to complement uh, those three and. I guess it, t- it depends on what Gino turns up, I guess, if it's going to be the Gino of last season or or previous years. Yeah, I guess we'll touch on that probably in the next few weeks. But um, but yeah, he, he definitely falls in that category of, of not bad, but uh, but certainly kind of not one of the top eight elite quarterbacks that you, you're going to want on your roster. 
Um, and then just finishing up really, Charlie. Um, so three veteran wide receivers uh, that have got new teams. So Brandon Cooks now with the Cowboys, uh, Juju now with the Patriots, and DJ Moore with the Bears. So out of those three, um, is there any of those three that you like the look of? Uh, and maybe even just what order do you rank them at as well? I think those three, DJ Moore at the Bears, um, I think for Fields last year, he didn't particularly have a, a anything really to throw to. Uh, obviously, they took Claypool from us, but he, he needed a bit of neither in or there type receiver. So I think him going there gives Justin Fields that option to throw. I don't think he's going to come out um, slinging. I think he's still going to be very heavily reliant on the run game, but it gives him that option. And I think he's going to be a clear wide receiver one for them. So I definitely have him. Um, Juju is Juju. Uh, He's not going to He's not going to light the place up, but he's good. Yards after catch are good. He's one of those that will move the chains, um, and it's just how they they put the ball in in those wide receivers' hands in in the Patriots because they they don't really have anybody there that's that's really a standout receiver. Um, I think that's going to be a very much shared amongst them all. So it's just whether he it falls to him to be that sort of third down guy, move the chains uh, and, and gets a bit of uh, PPR points. Who was the other one, did you say? Uh, Brandon Cooks, so now with the Cowboys. Um, I think you've you've got some clear quality in, in the Cowboys, obviously with C.D. Lamb, so he's, he isn't going to be overtaking that. Um, and I think he'll probably just come in as a supporting role. Um, have they still got Gallup or has Gallup gone? No, I believe he's still there. Yeah, I think so. Yes. They lost Schultz, didn't they, at tight end? Yeah. And whether they'd lost something in that and might replace his numbers. Yeah. I, he, he's, he, he'll score, but I don't think he... I, I, I think it's a clear for me uh, between those three. I'd probably put him in that order um, and leave him last. Yeah, I think you probably are looking for all three of those. What wide receiver two at best? I think if they were a stretch, but wide receiver threes. Um, I guess you know what you've got with them. They're not particularly inconsistent. They've all. I'm going to guess maybe that they've all been to a Pro Bowl, so they're all decent-ish receivers. But it's more so the offenses that they're on um, as to as to where they'll be drafting, and and I think that's when we probably got, get into the crux of it. That all all good receivers, and for me anyway, I'd, I'd happily have any three of those. Any of those three on on my roster, but but nothing above ninth, tenth round. I don't think I want, we want to be reaching anywhere for those. And Scully, any views on on those three? I'd agree with Tom in terms of order. Probably agree with Tom as well in terms of his opinion on them all. Um, DJ Moore for me is probably the most talented, and he's probably at the stage in his career that you you're more likely to take him over the the other two it's just what is Justin Fields I mean he's good with his legs etc but he didn't really show show too much else last season he was in and out of the team a little bit as well um, so not sure not sure what that's going to look like I think it's clear that he's 
he's not really had a great quarterback in the past. So um, it, it is depending on on what Fields is going to be like for for what DJ Moore turns up. But I think I, I, I could take a gamble on him. I do like him. He has got he is talented. So. Um, is one that I'd take definitely a lot sooner than I'd take the others. Uh, but Cooks I like as well. I mean, Claypool, I'm going nowhere near. Uh, but um, Cooks, I do like. And I think he probably is good enough to be a number one in that in that offense. I think CeeDee Lamb just, just eases him. And again, that's probably just because of age, etc. And uh, But Cooks is, is very, very good. Um, and he's a very, very good number two, and I think he will have a lot of a lot of fantasy value this year. Again, probably your one wide receiver three, potentially your wide receiver two, depending what's available to you. Um, Claypool, it's again quarterback situation in um, New England for me that gives him less value. Uh, similar to last season, it's not much the quarterback situation for him in Kansas City. It was more what they do as an offense. But actually watching the quarterback that we've just been talking about, the Netflix series, um, he, he was on there a lot. So, you know I mean, he made quite a lot of big plays, a lot of crucial plays for them. Um, but he had Patrick Mahomes. So this time he's going to, to Mac Jones or Bailey Zappe. So um, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, agree with agree with most of that that you both said, definitely. Um, and Charlie, thanks for thanks for being honest, really, and sharing a, a good opinion, really, not keeping your clouds too close to his chest, so I appreciate that. And there we have it. Hopefully there's a new strategy or two for you in all of that, and even cleared up some any undecidedness on wide receivers. Until the next one, you can find us on um, X, or what used to be Twitter, searching 2Toms1Ash. Uh, we'll put links to the latest episodes on there, and it'd be great to get you to reply, really, whether you agree or not with any of our takes on, on those receivers. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.